presents Jet Morgan in Operation Luna. Morgan and his crew took off from the moon, but instead of returning to Earth as they'd intended, found themselves traveling at an unimaginable speed into the depths of the universe. Then a planet was sighted on the televiewer screen, and a landing was made in a forest clearing. The atmosphere was found to be breathable and the climate bearable, so Jet and his crew, believing they were stranded on the new planet for the remainder of their days, set about making their lives as comfortable as the circumstances would allow. Then, one night, while the rest of the crew slept and Jet kept watch, the sky, which till then had been clouded over, cleared suddenly, and for the first time since landing, Jet caught a glimpse of the stars. Before long, he made a startling discovery. It means that we must be somewhere within the solar system. Well, that's a comfort. And that's not all. We know that within the solar system there's only one planet with air, trees, water, rain and clouds. The Earth. This can only be the Earth. It is the Earth. What? Oh, blimey. And I went through all that performance, testing the air. We must have travelled here through time. We've landed on the Earth, all right, but at a different time from when we left it. How different? Heaven knows. But my guess is at least 13,000 years. Which way? Forward or, or back? I don't know, Lemmy. I don't know. Haven't you any idea? Lemmy, the stars are constantly shifting, and the pole of the heavens is continually moving. We hardly notice any difference in a lifetime, because the movement is so slow. But over a thousand years, the change is quite considerable. Yeah? Five thousand years ago, from 1965, that is, the pole star was Theuban in Draco, as it was when the Egyptians built their pyramids. Well, 5,000 years on, the pole star will be a star in the constellation Cepheus. Well, how many thousand years from 1965 before it would be Vega? I've already told you, about 13,000. Wow, that's it then. We've landed back here on Earth either 13,000 years before or after we left it. Well, not necessarily. Aye? It takes 26,000 years for the star that marks the pole to make its complete circuit. 26,000 years between the time it is the pole star and the time it returns to that position. I don't see what you're driving at. How do we know how many times Vega has been the pole star since we left Earth? Blimey, you mean we might have to add 26,000 years to the 13,000 we already got? Depends on how many times the cycle has been completed. But if this is the Earth, it should have a moon revolving around it. Yes, of course. Then where is it? Probably it hasn't risen yet. Or else it's already set. Maybe. Perhaps there isn't one. Maybe we've gone so far back in time, we've arrived here before the moon existed. If this is the Earth, it's a million to one that the moon is still circling round it. We haven't seen it because of the cloud, but we haven't seen the sun either for the same reason. It may yet rise before dawn. If it doesn't, then we're bound to see it one evening soon, just after sunset. If the sky remains clear and we don't see it within a week or so, then we'll know there is no moon and that this is almost certainly not the Earth. How many hours to go till daylight? Uh, four. Well, if you three like to go back to sleep, I'll keep lookout. I still have nearly an hour of my watch left. Not me. I'm not going back to sleep. 
If that moon's going to rise, I want to see it. Yeah, me too. And me. That's it, all right. The moon, in almost its final phase, a slim crescent rising just before the sun. Here. I suppose there's no way the moon can help us find out just what period of time we're in. Yeah, I doubt if the features of the moon have changed in 10,000 years. There's certainly not enough for us to notice any difference. And there must be something we can do to find out. Or do we just sit here for all our scientific knowledge, worse off than them animals or whatever they are out there? Well, we have one clue. Yeah, what? Well, the ice cap. It's large. We must have arrived here either at the end or the beginning of a glacial epoch. Ah, you mean the Ice Age? Not the Ice Age, Lemmy. There were more than one of them. How many? Well, there were supposed to have been four. My guess is that we're somewhere between the fourth and fifth Ice Ages. All was assuming there was to have been a fifth. I'd say 39,000 years or so before or after our own time. <laughs> Only it isn't our time anymore. Well, I'll know one thing. What, Lemmy? It must be back. If we'd gone forward in time, the world wouldn't look like this. Well, why not? Because over thousands of years, man would have progressed. This would be a scientific world with great cities, controlled weather, roads, aeroplanes, spaceships. We must be in the past. Uh, I wish I could be as sure of man's future on the Earth as you are, Lemmy. But the way he was carrying on when we left, he could easily have destroyed himself by now. Or, again, the climatic conditions could have changed so much that his species died out altogether and another took its place. What, you mean we might be the only creatures of our kind on the world? Just the four of us? Well, look, all this talking and arguing only takes us round in circles. Whatever age it is and wherever we are, we have to live. Of course we do. We must make definite plans for finding out the things we need to know. Well, fortunately, we're fairly well equipped for that. We have the ship's instruments, the telescope, navigational books, a clock, and we can read, write and figure. First thing in the morning, we'll hold a council and work something out. Agreed? Yeah, right. agreed. Okay, Jack. Then, Mitch, continue the watch, will you? The rest of us will get some sleep. We have now been on this planet, which can only be the Earth, for two weeks. By now, we've gotten used to the idea. Our life is a peculiar mixture of the primitive and the scientific. Mitch spends most of his time observing the heavens. He hopes before long to at least deduce our position. Hey, Jack. Yes, Mitch? Look, I've arrived at something... Only I can't believe we can be where my calculations say we are. Well, where, Mitch? In the Mediterranean, right smack in the middle of it. You quite sure, Mitch? Well, it doesn't follow that what was or will be water in 1965 is water now. Well, was the Mediterranean ever known to be dry land? Oh, yes, Lemmy. Well, parts of it anyway. How long ago? Oh, 50,000 years, maybe less, 30 or even 25,000. Oh, well, however you add it up for me, the answer's always near enough the same. Now, that would line up with the ice, too. The fourth ice age was receding then. And what kind of animals were there? Many of the animals that we knew in our age were in existence then. And some, like the mammoth and the saber-toothed tiger, were rapidly dying out. Were there any men? Like us, I mean? Well, it's been estimated that men, not very different from us, have inhabited some parts of the earth for something like 200,000 years. Well, could they have planted those crops? I doubt it very much. Man didn't become an agricultural animal until the dawn of history. Then who did plant them? And where are they? And when they do turn up, what will they do to us? Oh, that's something we'll only find out when it happens. Hey, listen! 
That noise again. Yeah. It must be those ships. They must be about somewhere. Let's get to the pilot's cabin quick. Yeah. Yes, see if we on. can see them. Yeah. There they are. Look. Miles up. Caught in the sunlight. Where? I can't see them. Where? There. Look. In a circular formation. I'm going to the telescope. See if I can get a closer view. You'll have to hurry. It'll be gone any minute. I got them now. Some of them. They're hovering above us. Yes, but these are bell-shaped. The others were more like donuts. They must be observing us. Well, let them take a good look. And then maybe they'll do something about us. <laughs> what? How should I know? But they've never been short of ideas before, have they? Here, I know. They're waiting for us. They're inviting us to join them. What on earth do you mean? Well, when we took off from the moon, they followed. They knocked us right out of 1965 into heaven knows where, didn't they? Well... Well, now maybe they're sorry. Realise they've put us down in quite the wrong place. And they're now willing to take us back again. Ah, but how can they? Why, by the same methods they got us here, I suppose. We take off and they surround us. And bash, we're back where we started, on our way home from the moon. Back in 1965. Yeah, there might be something in that, too. And what are we waiting for? Come on, let's get the ship ready. Yeah, it's not as easy as that. Why not? She can take off, can't she? She might, but I wouldn't like to risk it. Hey, Every day the undercarriage of this ship sinks a little further into the ground. If we tried to take off under these conditions, we'd just tip up on our nose, that's all. Well, couldn't we dig the wheels out, make some kind of runway for her? Just the four of us? Well, it can't hurt to try. Anything's better than staying here for the rest of our lives with all the people and friends we ever knew, not even born yet. Look, Lemmy, if we got this ship off the ground, what then? Well, we go into free orbit and wait for them other ships to do something about us. Uh, look, Lemmy, this ship isn't big enough to take off and reach free orbit. Not from the Earth, she's not. She needs a booster stage full of fuel, and we haven't got one. And no hope of ever getting one. Oh. Yeah, but with the power them ships have got, perhaps we don't even need to go that high. Maybe all we need to do is take off. They'll do the rest. Nah, it's not worth the risk. Well, let's at least take a vote on it. We took a vote on landing here. You don't want to? None of you? Oh, you, you can't want to stay here for the rest of your lives with, with mammoths and things trampling all over your backyard? Look, look, Lemmy, the only thing we can depend on this ship for now is to get from one part of this globe to another, like it was an, an aeroplane. She'll never travel through space again. Well, then why can't we do just that? Go to England, at least, or London, maybe? Almost certainly the whole of Britain, at least as far down as the Thames, is ice-covered, frozen solid. Oh, that noise, it stopped. They must have gone while we were talking. There's no sign of them. I didn't think I'd ever be sorry to see him go. Well, maybe I'd better start cooking the fish. It is my turn, isn't it? Yes, Lemmy. And cheer up. This may not be as bad as it looks. I hope it's not as bad as you look. Or as bad as any of us look. I'll just resign myself to the fact I've got to learn to be a caveman. And like it. You know, all things considered, I don't think this need be such a bad life. You think so, Lenny? Well, it could be one long holiday. We're not responsible to anybody but ourselves. We might even start off a, an entirely new kind of civilization. We might. But there'll be nobody to carry it on. Eh? Ah. Oh. No, there won't, will there? Let's get some sleep, shall we? It's your turn for first watch, isn't it, Mitch? Yep. Lemmy follows me. Doc. Yeah? About what Jet just said. 
Well? If I hung this over my bunk, would it matter? What is it? It's a photograph of Becky. Huh. Well, why should it matter? Do you know, Doc, I, I never did tell her where I was going, but <laughs> she soon found out once we landed. My picture was in all the papers. Me, Lemmy Barnett, one of the first men on the moon. Yeah, now look at the mess we're in. There's her picture, and as far as I know, she ain't even born yet. No. Then how can I have her picture, then? Doc, do you think that she is alive? I mean, at the same time as we are. You know, everything going on at once, like the pages in a book. I don't quite see what you mean. Well, suppose you've got a book and you're just sitting down to read it. Yeah. And you begin in chapter one and start plowing your way through, don't you? Uh-huh. Well, you can't reach chapter seven until you've read the first six chapters. But that doesn't mean chapter seven doesn't exist. You just n haven't reached it yet. Sure. Well, couldn't time be like that? The normal thing is to start at the beginning and go on. But I suppose it is possible to skip a few pages or even turn back a few. Yes, yes, I see what you mean. Well, maybe that's what's happened to us. Somebody's taken us right out of the page where we belong and planted us on an earlier one. But the other pages are still there. Like Henry VIII is marrying his sixth wife <laughs> on the proper page. And Becky is there. And so are we, taking off for the moon, or just preparing to. It all depends on what page you are and what part of it you happen to have reached. Then we must be careful if we ever get back to our correct page, as you call it, that we don't run into ourselves. Yeah, eh? I think we'd better get some sleep, Lemmy. We've got enough problems without worrying about the true nature of time. Yes, Doc. Wait, listen. What's that? If you say it's mice, Lemmy, I'll sock you one. This is no time for joking. Is the main door open, Lemmy? Yes, Jack. Then close it, quick. Main door, contact. Ah, shutting it seems to have frightened them away. We'll wait. Keep your ears open and, and listen. How long is it since that knocking stopped? Must be an hour at least. Do you think they've gone away? Well, if not, they seem to have lost interest in us. Well, I think there's nothing out there. But I won't be happy until I know for certain. No, neither shall I. Let me open up the main door. Uh, now, wait a minute, Jet. There's no need for us actually to step outside. We can see all we need from the door itself. And there's nothing out there? Not that we could see from where we were, only some very strange tracks. Heavy enough for a, a tank to have left. Well, this proves it's not the pass we're in. Why not? Well, how could it be? If we'd landed on Earth thousands of years back in time, would we see any tanks? Not to mention spaceships flying around all over the place? Well, it's not likely, is it? We must be in the future. That tank was probably driven by one of our descendants. I must say the future has been in my mind all along. Those crops out there, healthy and flourishing, with no one to attend them. The ships appearing, and now this. If we were in the past, these things couldn't be. Why not? Our ship's here, isn't it? Oh, yes, but that's... Uh, it... Oh, now I'm getting all confused. Look, if, if you're absolutely sure there's nothing out there, let's go to bed. We'll have plenty of time to chew over all this in the morning. Yeah, it's a good idea. Who's watching it? Well, I was to follow Lemmy. Yeah, how about the door? Don't we close it again? I don't think there's any need, Lemmy. The um, hatch will be sufficient. We must conserve the power. Right. Uh, what's the matter? Shh, shh, shh. Eh? Mitch and Doc are asleep. I don't want to wake them. I need to sleep, too. Lemmy, I want you to help me. What at? I want to go outside. Out? What for? You got the wanderlust or something? No, I uh, 
Just want to take a closer look at those tracks and look all around the ship. Why can't you wait till morning? By then, that thing might be back again and we won't be able to get out. Ah, now I know why you didn't want me to shut the main door. Open it up again would wake up Mitch and Doc. You should be a detective. Well, what do you want me to do? Oh, nothing much. I want you to stay at the door when I go out. And then? That's all. Keep a sharp lookout while I'm looking round. If you see anything, you can warn me. Give me a chance to get back into the ship. You sure you know what you're doing? No, but I know what I want to do. And I'll know you're crackers. I'll get a flashlight. Open the hatch by hand and don't make any noise. All right, Danny. Take the flashlight, will you? Hey, about time you got back, you had me worried. Oh, never mind that. Now, close the hatch quietly and then go back to bed. There's no need for the soft-footed stuff. Oh. We're not asleep. Hello, Mitch. How, how long have you been awake? Long enough. Doc, too? Yes, Jet. Look, what's going on? Where have you been, both of you? If you must know, Lemmy's been as far as the door, and I've been outside. Outside? But look, it was agreed that nobody would go out until morning. I mean, no harm's been done. Yeah, but it could have been. I don't see how. Well, supposing neither of you'd come back. There's Doc and me fast asleep with the main door and hatch wide open. Nothing has happened to either of us. And you weren't asleep anyway. And I was standing by to shut the door if necessary. Mitch is right, just the same, Jet. If we make a plan, we should stick to it. You should have stayed on watch. Well, anyway, now you have been. What more do you know? Well, that machine definitely came from the forest. The tracks circle the ship a couple of times and then lead back to the forest again. Is that all you discovered? Mm, not quite. What else, then? This. What is it? Have a look at it. You tell me. <laughs> a piece of stone. Is that all it means to you? Well, what else? Doesn't its shape tell you anything? Feel the weight and balance of it in your hand. Well? Hmm. If it wasn't that it's so unlikely, I'd say it was some kind of weapon. Eh? Isn't this a handle? And, and look at the edge, sharp like a razor. And the point at the end. It's some kind of dagger. Or knife. Let me see it. Look at the polish on it. Somebody made that thing and dropped it near the ship sometime after we came in last night. How'd you know? Because that's where I found it, near the fire. Right in the very place where I was sitting. If it had been there then, I'd have noticed it, wouldn't I? Uh, it's some kind of knife, all right. Let me have another look. Well? Yeah. I'd never seen one like this before. Except in history books. How do you mean, Doc? For thousands of years, men made just this kind of weapon. Certainly in Europe and the Mediterranean regions... Even the ancient Egyptians used them, or knives like this, until they discovered the use of metal. You mean this is a relic from the Stone Age? Yeah, that's just what I mean. But it's in such darn good condition. Precisely, Mitch. But that would suggest that out there, outside the ship, there are men or, or some kind of animals who, who use stone knives, who belong to a Stone Age. Why not? We might have landed anywhere, in time. Maybe we're in two ages at once. Forward and back. But look, that presupposes two entirely different civilizations existing together. One extremely advanced with, with machines and spaceships, and the other as primitive as prehistory itself. Well, I don't know what to make of it. I only know that knife was outside. Well, we may get to the bottom of it someday. Meanwhile, it must be nearly dawn. If we're to keep alive, we've got lots of things to do. Yeah. And Lemmy, you better get started. What? Boil up some water. I'll see to cooking the fish. Okay, Jet. Maybe we can get round to making some stone weapons ourselves and kill us some meat for a change. How'd you like your coffee, Doc? Just as it is, Lemmy, thanks. Sorry there's no sugar in it. That's okay. And I'm sorry there's no milk. <laughs> Don't let it worry you. And I'm even sorrier there's no coffee in it. Water never did anybody any harm. Hurry up and get it done, Doc. We'll be going outside in just a minute. Hey, you're not going into the forest, are you? No, not yet, Lemmy. We'll go along the river bank. What happens if you run into trouble? How do we know? 
We'll take the personal radios with us and keep in constant contact with you. Well, I only hope the batteries stand up to it. There can't be much juice left in them now. We'll take two radios, but only use one and keep the other in reserve. And what if that machine comes back? We can't stay locked up in here forever. We, we've got to know what lies beyond the horizon. Eight men or no, machines or no, spaceships or no. Oh, I think you'll have to stay here a bit longer. What do you mean? Well, listen. Can't you hear it? Eh? They're here again. Probably got the eight men with them this time. Quiet, listen. Yeah, that's it, all right. The same old noise. Let's get over to the cabin, see if we can see them. Well, that's put paid to a nice, quiet morning's fishing. It's getting louder. Very loud. They must be directly overhead. Mitch, open up the cabin, for heaven's sake. I'm trying to, Jed. It doesn't work. Lemmy, the televiewer. Yeah. See if that does. Televiewer, on. Yes, yes, it's working. But there's no picture. It's gone haywire. Give it a chance to warm up. It's truth, they must be right outside. Like, what's happening? What are they doing to us? Oh, oh, that's better. I thought the old ship was going to shake herself to peace. Televiewer still seems to be working. But that noise has stopped. It's clearing. And the picture's getting sharper. Is there anything out there? Can you see anything, Doc? Uh, no. No, I can't. Rotate the camera. Go on, Lemmy. Yes, Jet. Always supposing she will. Ah, yes, he does. Even after that shaking Now, up. Doc, let's look. Let's all look. Hey, hold it. Stop. What is it, Mitch? There. Another of those donut-shaped ships we saw on the moon. Like the one I went into. Keep her rotating. Let me see if we can see any more. Yes, Jet. Rotate in. No, that, that's all there seemed to be. Just one of them. One ain't enough yet? Well, turn the camera on it. Let's take a look at it. Right. Oh, there she is. We all know what happened before. Yes, and it's not happening again. I'm not going out there and getting into that ship. Last time I did it, you all accused me of saying things I'd never even dreamed of. And then the thing was about to take off with me in it. Hey, well, wait a minute. What? Look at the dome of that ship. It's opening, just as it did before. What in heaven's name are they up to now? And now that ladder's coming out. Yeah, just like it is an invitation for us to go in there. If it is, we're not accepting. Maybe this time somebody will be coming out. Hey? Well, why not? And whatever it is, it, it must have two legs. Oh, I don't see why. Who else would use a ladder but somebody with two legs? A cat can climb a ladder. Uh, yeah. Yes, it can. Well, what are we going to do? Sit here all day staring at it and biting our fingernails? We're supposed to be out fishing. Supposing that thing stays out there, how do we eat? I know. The radio. The radio? Yes, don't you remember? When Mitch went up to that ship before, he kicked it. And we all heard it over the radio. And then, when he went inside, we heard his voice. Now, obviously, if that ship can communicate with us in any way, it must be via the radio. Levy, get the intercom sets. Right. But the last time I had to be in there before you heard anything at all. Yeah, who knows what'll happen this time. At least it's worth a try. Yes, here you are, Jet. Here's the helmets. Do we put them on now? Uh, yes, put them on and turn them on, all of you. And then listen, see right. if you hear anything. Um, hey, Jet... I can hear something. Yes. Well, is that all we get? That's nothing new. Hello, Luna. Blimey. That is... Quiet, Lemmy. But it was a voice. A human voice. And it came over the radio. It came from there. There's somebody, or something, in that ship. 
You've been listening to Episode 8 of Journey into Space with Andrew Foles as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and David Williams as Mitch. Also taking part was David Jacobs. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. <laughs>